0: It's it in Toronto, live from the FantasyFootballShow dot com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show
1: live, Monday through Friday, seven p.m. Eastern. That is right. You are here. You are home. Welcome home, everybody. That's new. Hit that subscribe button. And punch the thumbs up. We're getting into the news. We're breaking it down now.
2: From the FantasyFootballShow.com News Desk, here is
0: your breaking news.
1: A lot of people are going to be freaking out right now because of a report that came out from a beat writer from the Seattle Times. Okay, I'm getting DM after DM. It's almost out of control. And this Seattle Times beat writer wrote that he expects he, one man, one man, like grand, my grandma could come out and just say, I, I just have an announcement to make. I believe, I think the batteries, I didn't get the batteries, by the way, I got to order those batteries. I believe, it, actually, it's working good now. I believe that Kenneth Walker will start in week eight. I decided he's starting in week eight. Your mashed potatoes. anybody can say anything anybody can say anything we're going to talk about it on the panic chamber okay we'll get into more detail but what the report said was that according to the seattle times writers rashad penny is the primary back in week one we all know that to be true we all know that to be true penny starting week one unless he gets hurt beforehand penny starting week one the thing I don't get is that people act like this is new information, and when somebody comes out with it and says that Rashad Penny's starting week one, he knows the playbook, he knows the plays, he's the veteran, he's going to start off week one, but you don't draft this guy as high as the Seahawks drafted him, two offensive linemen, and Kenneth Walker, all consumed their first three draft picks, rounds one, two, and three, in the 2022 NFL draft. You don't draft this guy to be your change of pace back. Kenneth Walker's time is coming. It's not a matter of if, it's when. And that's why every single one of you out there that's not listening to me when I say draft him, At least late round six, but preferably I'm asking you to wait till till round seven. In our mock drafts, you guys keep drafting him in round five over and over and over again because you want to have him on your roster before the mock draft ends. You don't want to be sniped, so you take him in five, ruining his ADP, ruining his ADP. Kenny Walker is a round seven gift. A gift to every single one of you. Early Christmas gift. You either take advantage of it or you don't. He's going to not start week one. And I can't tell you how many Bobs and Fantasy Karens are going to come in here and say, Smitty, this is Javante again." I decided I'm jumping ship. I know you like him, but I just don't have a good vibe, Smitty. It sounds like Penny's the guy. (laughs) It sounds like they're going to start him out. No crap, Bob. No crap. Does anybody think different? Did anybody, did you get any indication for me? And I've been beating this like a dead horse for for over a month now. Am I saying he's going to start week one? No. And for some reason, these reports, I knew it was going to happen. I thought I'd have a little more time before I started getting DMs and messages left and right, telling me, Smitty, are we worried? Are we worried? Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. We're in the same situation we were yesterday, the day before. This is an injured man, Rashad Penny. Here are the facts. Penny is the day one starter unless he's injured. Number two, Penny starting week one is not new news let's go to let's go to step number three penny staying healthy is a tall order a very tall order that alone puts this man right here in the driver's seat at some point even if he's not better than rashad penny even if i'm wrong even if your boy smitty doesn't know what he's talking about the the odds are
3: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check
1: That at some point, this man's coming in because this guy's had a whole lot of time to prove he can stay healthy and he hasn't done it. Is he good? Yeah, he's good. He was a first rounder, okay? Put a little respect on his name. I'm even putting respect on his name. He looked really good over six yards of carry. He was one of the best running backs in the NFL. To some metrics, he was the number one running back. In the NFL at the end of the season. How much of that was Seattle's run game? How much of that was Penny? Look at Melvin Gordon doing really well. More yards per carry than normal. Which he's a pedestrian. 3.9 to 4.1 yard per carry running back Melvin Gordon. But he looks absolutely phenomenal. Over in Denver. Because Denver runs the ball very well. Javante Williams looks better. This is going to be the same situation. This kid did good. He did real good. He deserves, listen to the words coming out of my mouth. He deserves to start week one. Give him the shot. Give him the shot. He won't stay healthy. Even if he did for half half of a season. That's fine. I'm expecting to maybe be without this man starting games until week eight. That's my expectation. But yet. A news report like this, stating the obvious, stating what we already know, is triggering massive amounts of DMs and text messages to your boy Smitty. Where people are like, okay, it's time to jump ship, Smitty. I don't really know what to do. We're back to this. We're back to this. This is Javante Williams all over again, Smitty. I don't think I can do it again. This is the new formula, Smitty. You draft a stud, you don't use them." That's what's going to happen here, Smitty. I can feel it. It's the same thing over and over and over again. Chill out, but guess what time it is? It is time for the Panic Chamber. We're back, baby. Episode 1, the first time we're running this back from the 2021 season, carrying over to 2022 it's Panic Chamber, episode one, live stream, baby. If you're new, you don't even know what you're in for.
3: You are entering the panic chamber. You are entering the panic chamber.
1: It is... is time for the panic chamber ladies and gentlemen we will be discussing first name up is obviously kenneth walker the first video i watched from you was the panic chamber says meet the woo you're in for a treat this is going to be a regular series on the channel this will probably be on wednesdays or thursdays uh every week we'll be doing the panic chamber and the, the, the concept here is very simple. We put you in the panic chamber. And we lock you inside. Do we think you belong in the panic chamber? If not, we close it without you inside. It's very, very simple. And we talk about why. Another concept here. You can be in the panic chamber and I could still like you. I could still see the value. I could still see why this player is still worth drafting. It just all depends. So first up is Kenny Walker. Kenny Walker. Everybody and their mother is putting this man inside the panic chamber, and and I get I get why. I get why because your expectations are. Are very off balance and they're not correct. They're not on point. Your expectation is Smitty said this guy's a top five to ten running back, therefore I've got to draft him. I got to have him. Smitty said round seven, eight, nine, okay? Late six was probably yesterday. Now you've got the luxury of this Seattle Times report, this beat writer saying, I love myself some Rashad Penny. And he's kind of brushing off Kenny Walker. He's a, you know, you draft running backs, you know. Carson's not going to be around. They need a guy. He's nothing to Penny. You have this guy with this 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 angle that is like Rashad Penny's the guy, and it's not going to change. That's the type of vibe you get when you read this guy's uh, article. I'm telling you right now, Kenneth Walker. It's not a matter of if, it's when. But if you consider this guy a top four or five overall round pick, you're going to be disappointed. You're going to jump ship. And I even think maybe, maybe, you know the buy low, sell high uh, show we're going to do probably probably on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. Wouldn't be shocked at all if Kenneth Walker leading into week one, week two, week three, week four, even maybe even week five. Kenneth Walker might be on the buy low list for literally four or five straight weeks. Does anybody understand what that means? Kenneth Walker could be on the buy low list for weeks. One, two, three, four, five. That means you're probably not going to be able to use him like you think if you're drafting him ultra high. Uh, I got two super chats, one from Kevin, one from Ron Navy, Ron Navy. Appreciate yours running from Smitty. He's scaring me. Um, okay. Sorry, Ron. Uh, Kevin says, uh, wait on Kenny Walker and trade for him. The other owner's disappointment and emotion. Exactly. it's exactly what I'm trying to emphasize here. Kevin, thank you for hammering home my point. This is going to be a guy that everybody else is panicking on. This isn't a guy you should be panicking on because I'm preparing you with the proper information. And the fact that you guys, some of you guys, I shouldn't say everybody, but some of you guys have this notion that despite me telling you, despite me telling you, not to draft him in the top five rounds or even now the top six rounds, you still do it because you don't want to miss out. Fear of missing out. You have a fear of missing out. Be patient. If someone steals Kenny Walker away from you because you do wait until round seven and they get crazy and they get aggressive and they grab him too early, so be it. It won't happen in every draft. Stop trying to control every single draft and not using ADP to your advantage. Kenny Walker is in the panic chamber for everybody. He's not in the panic chamber for me, but because he's in the panic chamber for everybody else, you have to use this to your advantage. I'm going to take him out because my expectation's proper. I know everybody else is expecting the world. I know what to expect. I'm going to say Kenneth Walker is not in the panic chamber for me, but I think he is for everybody else, so keep an eye on him. He's not in there. He's not in there. I'm not putting him in there. I know what time it is. I know what time it is. Michael Thomas, however, is in the panic chamber for me because we don't know what is in store for Michael Thomas in 2022. Have you seen him cutting hardcore? Have you seen him in in contact drills? Have you seen him doing anything remotely close to what he's going to be doing on the field On game day. No. You see a couple clips of this guy running rounded corners like my grandmother. And everybody's like, he's back. He's back. He's barely testing this foot. Mike Thomas is so far from safe. Especially if you're drafting him in the 6th, the 7th, in these crazy territories where people are expecting him to be like a wide receiver 2 or a high high end wide receiver 3. Mike Thomas is the furthest thing from a safe bet. Mike Thomas is the furthest thing from a player that I'm drafting anywhere near single-digit rounds. Oh my God, Smitty, you're telling me the great Mike Thomas you wouldn't take in round eight or nine? It depends on the flow of draft. Could I see a world where I take him at nine and a half? I don't know. It depends on the flow of the draft, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you're expecting anything out of this man you're gonna probably likely be disappointed is there a chance that he surprises me absolutely we play this game of fantasy football because nobody has the answers everybody's predicting this predicting that it's an odds game if there's anything I've taught you over the last couple years months weeks however long you've watched me minutes maybe if you're new it's that everything is an odds game and sometimes it's worth taking a little bit more risk because the upside far outweighs it in your mind. In the case of Kenneth Walker, is the risk that Kenneth Walker never becomes the starter all year long? Could he be javante like Javante was in 2021? It's certainly possible. But if you look at the risk versus the upside, if you draft him appropriately, the upside far outweighs the risk because Kenny Walker... Can be a top five to 10 running back in 2022. If you draft him appropriately, you can win your league. If you don't draft him appropriately, you can actually lose your league. Those of you drafting this man in round three, round four, round five, you're setting yourself up to lose your league. That's drafting one of my favorite players you know, mid-season on. You're literally going to lose your league drafting a player I love. And it pains me to say that because it's confusing for some people. But you have to be patient and play the odds game. The odds game also against injury. Now, I got my boy Ron uh, Navy in here. He says I don't like old players. He says I don't like injured players. Maybe there's something to that in terms of my evaluation process because pattern recognition is huge. History can tell you what potentially could happen. The best predictive analysis you could have is what has happened before and what are the odds of those things happening again or changing. And in my estimation, and the reason we play this game, is we all have our own interpretation and guesswork that goes into predicting things or we wouldn't play. My prediction, my 20 years of fantasy football professional analysis, not not this. Hey, I got an IG account and I do this. I dabble in fantasy halftime. 20 years of dropping this stuff. I my pattern recognition is absolutely. Uh, I think on point. And this guy, Mike Thomas, everything about him reeks disappointment. I mean, if you can't you can't pick a player that is more set up to disappoint you than Mike Thomas. You just can't. Everything about him screams, Okay, disappointment. I come back. I don't have my surgery. I don't tell anybody. Okay? The team doesn't even know he didn't have surgery. This dude comes back and decides to have surgery. in the final 11th hour takes his whole fantasy season out. This guy is not ready no news is bad news. We haven't had news all off long except for a little itty-bitty clip of this man rounding a corner like my grandma. And my grandma's not even alive anymore, okay? She could round a corner better than Mike Thomas right now, and everybody's taking this stuff like, oh my God, he's back on the field. He's Mike Thomas. This guy's Mike Thomas. He's got to be okay, Smitty. It's been two years. It's been two years. At what point... Are you gonna hold on to hope that this guy's not only gonna be able to 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 like return to a good form, but you're expecting him to go back to the form of old when he's broken down, when he's rusty, when he doesn't even have his his A game, he doesn't even know what to do anymore. Like this guy's been out of football for a long time. Slant boy is not coming back. Maybe, maybe, just maybe he comes back. And plays like a high-end wide receiver three. And shocks your boy Smitty. But that would be a best case scenario. And for him to play a full season coming off two years of not being able to get right. The odds are extremely not ever in his favor. And for that reason, my young man, Mike Thomas, you are in the panic chamber. Next up would be Trey... Lance, who is in all kinds of rumors, controversy, doubt pieces written, uh, hit pieces written, people talking about this man, Trey Lance, as if he's got so much of an uphill climb. He's walking into the best situation you could possibly ask for, for an up-and-coming quarterback. Probably the best set of weapons you could find in the NFL for a quarterback coming in in the past 10-15 years. I literally challenge you, you could throw out Mahomes, you could throw out Andrew Luck, you could throw out a couple quarterbacks, Peyton Manning, nobody's come in with George Kittle, arguably could be the number one tight end in in the NFL, he is the number one tight end according to ESPN, and if you factor in his blocking and just football player skills, like this guy as a football player is the best tight end in the National Football League, maybe fantasy wise he can get taken out by game planning and extra blocking, number one tight end in football. This guy's got a top five to seven easy running game led by Eli Mitchell, backed up very securely with Ty Davis Price and Trey Sermon. And Trey Sermon, you can you can make fun of him all you want, but he came in looking good and he's quick, he's agile, he's been working his butt off. He'll probably earn that number two job, and then Ty, Ty Davis Price might take it from him. This is a, a, a trio of running backs that's gonna be able to be fed and produced behind. This offense, led by Trey Lance, yes, there's some offensive line issues on the face, but Trey Lance being under center is going to spread out the defense so much that you won't notice that there's an issue whatsoever. Trey Lance has Debo, he has Ayuk, he has Danny Gray, he has Jennings, he has an arsenal of weaponry, and this guy can run for 650 yards and 6-7 to touchdowns, in a year where they don't want him to run a lot. That's if they hold this guy back the best they can. But you know what? They can't hold back a guy that can improvise. Like nobody looking back at college Stats in college film. Now he played for a small school committee. He played for a small school. What about Randy Moss? Yo, oh, that's different. Randy Moss is Randy Moss. Well, what if Trey Lance is Trey Lance? Nobody thinks about that. Everybody just says you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't say that, you can't call him the next Patrick Mahomes. You just can't do it. Yes, you can. You can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. This is that kind of country. This is that kind of show, and it, this is my show, and on my show. Trey Lance is going to the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, punch it. To the moon. And I understand it's not comfortable for everybody. I get. Sorry, Trey. I closed it. (laughs) I'm sorry, Trey. I closed it. Trey! Trey, no! Trey Lance is not in the panic chamber. He may be in the panic chamber. For other people, we're taking this bad boy out and we're closing it empty, baby. Next up is whoever you want. Give me the next name and we're going to throw them either in the panic chamber or pull them out. So it's up to you. Hit me with a question. I took Sermon in the seventh round last year. Look, Overcome, a lot of people liked Sermon. I like Sermon, but I also told you to cuff him to Mitchell at all costs. Mitchell and Sermon won leagues for people. I have a I have people come in all the time say, Oh, you really missed on Sermon. Did I? Did I miss on Sermon? Or are you not paying attention and not listening to the full clip or exactly what I said when I said, Trey Sermon cuffed to Mitchell will win leagues in 2021. And what happened? Mitchell won leagues. Who cares about the Mitchell part, Smitty? You said Trey Lance. Cam Akers, good one. Cam Akers. Woo, doggy. Cam Akers is a controversial one. Cam Akers is one that you know what I'm probably going to say. And Cam Akers is probably not looking like he's getting out of here alive. Cam Akers in the panic chamber. Let's go. Cam Akers. At third round value is a huge, huge red flag. Not to mention, this guy has never returned to form yet. He came back from his Achilles tear and played six months recovered. And he is he is finally breaching the like the he I don't think he's even crossed the year recovery from when he tore it. And you know what people are going to say about Cam Akers? He's entering his second year recovered from his his Achilles tear. He is not. He's entering year one from his Achilles tear. Just because this man recklessly and stupidly, and the Rams stupidly allowed it, just because Cam Akers stupidly, recklessly, in dumb fashion, ridiculous, reckless, moronic fashion, walked onto the field to play football, six months after an Achilles tear where he received like a alternate new guinea pig type Achilles surgery where no one really even knows if this is going to even work with his particular repair. This guy is at the forefront of trying a new way to repair your Achilles tendon. I don't think people realize how bad Achilles tears are. No one in the history of the NFL at the running back position, has ever, ever, ever recovered from an Achilles tear to become a top 10 running back or ever return to a top 10 running back. Your Achilles tendon, when you tear that bad boy, it is like a cord that goes and you can feel it in the back of your leg. Even if you move your foot, just like this, move your foot from right to left, And feel your Achilles tendon. Everybody reach, unless you're driving right now or doing something dangerous, you're driving a tractor or you're working some kind of ATV, nobody stop doing what you're doing if it's going to cause you to get in trouble or injured. But if you reach down, if you're sitting in the chair, reach down and grab very gently your Achilles tendon and kind of hold it for a second. Move your foot just from left to right. Just from left to right. Feel that. It feels like a cord. It feels like a thick cord. And the fact that when you this thing when you sever it it is it is the the death of a running back it is the death of a running back it's absolutely hB says foreman what about foreman w- what about foreman what does foreman have Foreman is probably the best recovery we've seen but what does that have to do with returning to top 10 running back form hB I do I do wonder I appreciate you I'm just saying foreman's not Foreman didn't recover like to the point where he returned to a top 10. He became, over several years, back to a backup running back role where he looked effective. He's been the most effective-looking Achilles tear we've ever seen. But that's not top 10. That's not top 10 at all. There, there has never been a running back that has returned to top 10 running back form or become a top 10 running back after tearing their Achilles tendon ever 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 so Akers the odds are against him in his first year back not second year back his first year back what kind of damage did he do when he ran on his Achilles tendon that wasn't healthy and if anybody thinks his his Achilles tendon was healthy you got another thing coming to you this guy ran out there probably at 70 percent There's no way he was you're not healthy even one year after you don't have the explosion and it was proof and evident on the field when Cam Akers was the worst running back efficiency wise in the NFL during his time back in the backfield. It was like it was like less than two yards or right around two yards per carry. He was wrapped up. He was corralled. He was chased from behind. He had zero explosion. He proved nothing in his return. His return was selfish to get on the field. I understand it. He wanted to get on the field to be a part of a Super Bowl win. I get it. But for the Rams to do it, it was absolutely reckless. It was absolutely stupid. And what kind of damage did it do? It's like driving your car on no brake pads, just using the rotors up. For six months, and then going and getting brand new brake pads and expecting your car to run the same. This man going out there too early on his Achilles tendon that was not even close to 100% is reckless and it's gonna lead to injury. This, I said, my two most injury prone, my three avoids for 2021 were in order. It was Cam Akers, number one, the most injury prone player I projected for 2021. And he had a handful of injuries his rookie year. So don't act like it was luck that we predicted this guy to go down. I don't wish injury upon anybody. But Cam Akers is, in my opinion, the most injury. He's Mike Thomas at the running back position. Cam Akers and Mike Thomas are the same. Okay, the risk is the same of them going. Another injury coming off an Achilles. All the compensation you do. Another Leg injury, especially lower leg injury, coming off an Achilles tear is highly likely. Look how long it took Deonta Foreman to get back. What was it? A decade we've been waiting for Deonta Foreman to get back. Marlon Max, the only other running back we could really talk about. Running back, not cornerback, not not uh not safety, not Kevin Durant, not a player that didn't even suffer an Achilles tear. That's the best one. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson Smitty, uh, isn't an ACL no an Achilles I have two different models this one's for an ACL it's in the back of the knee your Achilles is in your right here above your heel below your calf they're not even in the same place they're not even in the they're not even close to each other they're not even close to each other nobody has returned from an, an, a torn Achilles and this guy's getting the experimental the experimental work like you're banking on there's no proven return from this guy did something that should get him back on the field earlier it did but he looked completely inefficient something phil um so cam akers you are in the panic chamber young man who are we going with now who are we going with now Next up is going to be uh who who did you guys want? Next up on the panic chamber? Spit out a name. Spit out a name. Javante in the panic chamber. We can we can talk Javante. Javante Williams. It's funny. It's funny how many people are freaking out on Javante. Javante Williams. Kenny Walker Brees Hall A lot of our guys You know for people that say Smitty you don't like Injury and risk I mean Half of my Half of my breakouts This year Are absolutely They got risk written Up and down Left and right Like all over this thing Um Javante Look he's in the panic chamber For many many people But here's the thing I have a video coming out On this So I don't want to go Too much onto this Because you're going to see A video potentially tonight that's going to talk all about this how to trade for him what's really going on but the bottom line here is this this guy would sit in the panic chamber for even me if he was going two or three overall not not that I, w- I don't think he'd overcome it I'm just saying that the potential of let's say he's splitting he splits timer gets only 60 percent of the work which I believe will be the case. Even if Melvin Gordon started off 60-40, like that's going to freak everyone out. It's it's not it's a matter of time before the and I don't think that'll happen. I'm just saying in a worst-case scenario where DeVonte gets kind of banged up or something and Melvin fills in in the preseason and Javante's kind of like holding off and then he'll be ready for week 1 we think and then DeVonte comes out like kind of limited or something like anything, worst-case scenario. This guy's the number 1 running back in the entire NFL. In, in I believe he's either second or first in force missed tackles and number one in the NFL in broken tackles. He might even be number one. I think in force missed. Let me see if I can uh, pull up this data right here. I believe this is from PFF. So, Javante Williams, 2021 season, 37 percent force missed tackle rate was first overall in the entire National Football League. Do you guys understand how amazing this number is when you play halftime? And if you say, oh, okay, percentage rate, yes, many, whatever, then tell me what this is about right here. Tell me what this is about. Broken tackles. The number, not the percentage or the rate. You know, oh, he had, he had half work, but is that percentage can still be a play. Number one in the NFL in broken tackles, and he played halftime. Harris had 30. JT at 25, Nick Chubb at 23. Number one in the entire NFL playing halftime. Do you believe that a coaching staff that is new, that's not going to repeat everything the other coaching staff... Oh, what did... Let's see. Is there some kind of note or letter that explains how do we use Javante Williams? Oh, here it is. Dear Hackett, When you use Javante, please use him halftime. Thank you. Okay, Uh, that's how we use Javante Williams. He came with instructions. We're just going to carry it on over from the previous year. And the formula is, going forward, the new formula is, when you have a Jonathan Taylor on your roster, you don't use him to the full capacity. If there's an adequate backup, then you play adequate backup and never use the top two or top three overall running back talent. This is exactly what Naheem Hines owners were freaking out about. Naheem Hines and if you say Melvin Gordon, the threat of Melvin Gordon 2022 does not equal the same fear exactly in 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 terms of like intensity and everything as Naheem Hines walking into last year, you are lying to yourself. You were lying to yourself and your memory's very foggy because Naheem Hines 100% scared the heck out of all JT owners to the degree that this top 5 to 10 talent we knew we knew JT was top 5 to 10. Later later uh Blackbeard, appreciate you buddy. We knew. We knew. Uh Hines only played 4% less snaps but 20 less targets. Wesley, we knew JT was the top five to ten talent, didn't we? We knew it, but 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 everybody and their mother, everybody and their mother said, "Oh, I hear that Hines is gonna be used. Hines is gonna be used." And in a PPR perspective, what if JT ever gets the reception? Smitty, I'm starting to panic. Smitty, what should I do? Everybody got totally freaked out, and guess what? Javante fell to the nine to fourteen overall range. Not just nine. Not just 10, he fell to the 9 to 14 overall range. Depending on how many worried Williams you had in your fantasy league. He either went at 14 if you got a bunch of worried Williams. Or if you had only one or two worried Williams, maybe someone with some cojones drafted him at number nine and said, Naheem Hines! I don't care about Naheem! That's like that's gonna be hey, I've got the I got the time machine right here. I'm gonna give you a name, Melvin Gordon. Okay? You're gonna look at you're gonna look at Melvin Gordon just like you're about to look at Naheem Hines, young man. You worried William, you you worried William. Get ready, William, because you're gonna get so much more worried when you see Javante dropping loads all over the field, averaging uh, probably at league high or top five yards per carry, breaking more tackles than anybody. Finishing first or second in four missed tackles. Finishing first or second in 20-plus yard runs. Finishing first and second in 40-plus yard runs. Worried William. Get out of here, Worried William. Take a lap, Worried William. Look at these numbers. What more do you need? Do you believe that a new coaching staff, that Russell Wilson, is going to sit there and say, yeah... Let's keep a top three running back talent on the bench because Melvin looks pretty good. If you believe that, then that's fine. You know, put him in your panic chamber, close it up, lock it up. Not me, not this man right here. And the 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 the, the total like the sum total argument that I'm gonna throw at you right here. The reason, and I'm probably gonna put this little clip in the in the segment maybe. That I'm that I'm wrapping up on Javante. But but part of what the argument here is that I think paints the picture perfectly. Like, why believe in Javante? Even if there's a little bit of risk or whatever you wanna, however, you want to paint it. This panic, this panic that everybody has where they want to put him in here, they want to close it airtight, lock him in there, has caused him to appropriately drop to a place where. It's all. Co- whoa, 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 whoa! So I have some uh... Javante. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have some uh, uh, technical issues with some of my soundboard stuff, and and the lighting is all out on my on my uh, on my deck. So my soundboard deck has um. All the lighting is completely white, and I can barely see the faint, like burned-in uh, icons of all of the all the things I'm pressing. I can barely make anything out, and I've got a replacement coming. I hope it comes by tomorrow, and I can't see anything. So I'm like, I'm just like, I'm throwing darts here. I'm pressing. Here, here's what I was trying to press. All of Javante Williams. Yeah, only only 54 likes, but we have over 100 people in the room, guys. Can you punch that thumb up button for your boy Smitty? Can you do that for me? Can you do that for me? It takes nothing. If you're in the live chat, you can close the live chat without closing the video. Hit the thumb up button. Hit the live chat again. Come right back. If you're on desktop, even easier. Just smash it. Terry, give me an update. What did did I urge more people to hit the like button with that call to action? 105 people in here. Terry, refresh and tell me how many likes we have. Javante Williams is all baked in. There's no reason to be concerned. If this man was going number two or number three or number four overall, I could understand where people are like Smitty, but what if, but what if, but when he's going at literally 14, in some cases, 18, I think people have climbed back up into the, like the 12 to 15, but I don't know. It depends. Somebody tell me in here, where's the, the recent drafts? Where have you gotten Javonte Williams or where has Javonte Williams gone? Please let me know where you've seen him go. Silver, appreciate you being here. Legion, Terry Roberts, uh, D-Town, appreciate D-Town being here. uh, Becoming a great follower, uh, commenting on the YouTube channels. I appreciate you, D-Town. Keep dropping the comments after the shows are over. I love answering your guys' comments and questions in the comment section of every video. Legion, I need to see more of that from you. Commenting, I love you in the live streams, though. Brian, what's up? Overcome, Chuck, Terry, who... Brian, Ricky, Hod Prime, HB, HB, my guy, Uh, Sandu, all of you guys. Who was first in the building today? I believe it was James and Tariq. Tariq was in here. Meet the Wu, Wesley, all you guys. I wish I could name all of you, but we'd spend 10 minutes reading all the names because you guys are absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I've seen him fall to the end of the second round. I think the latest I got him was 32. This is like asinine and head scratching to me. You know, I want to say you could get him at 18 on the regular, but I can't say that. I don't know who you're drafting with. If you're drafting with grandma, you're probably going to get him at 32 like Eric did. Congratulations, Eric. Way to work over grams and Uncle Bill and Uncle Bud. Go win that cash money. Just at least buy him, you know, buy him something, bro. Buy him something like a visor, you know, or some, some, uh, you know, I don't know, like a a TMC uh, subscription or, or Hallmark movie. Subscription pass. Get them something, Eric, after you blast them and take their life savings. Uh, Lee's playing with a little bit more, uh, like a couple office guys, couple veterans, you know, half-mix, somebody that's never played fantasy, somebody that's a veteran. That's like a half-mix league right there of, of good and bad players, bottom of second. Playing with a bunch of sharks, they're not letting them fall past 15. So I can't really give you a, a real strong ADP. I can only say mom-and-pop leagues medium sized competitive leagues and then the shark leagues but I think that uh I think that in general 14 15 16 feels about in the middle of all that and the and the bottom line is that even at that range 14 15 16 you are protected into any kind of risk that people are are spouting out and telling you that exists if Javante shares carries for half of a season and gets unlocked in let's say week eight or week nine, He will still earn you top 10 running back production. You could start, he could start in week 10. In in week 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. You know, I I forget when his bye week is. But let's just say, eight straight weeks, whatever. If, If there's a bye, then kick it back one week. Eight straight weeks, he could literally be a top five running back. Getting half the work until week 10. I'm not saying I want that. I'm not saying that's how it's going to play out. I'm trying to paint a picture here for you. You could literally go from week 9 or 10 on as the starter. And he could still finish as running back 5 or running back 6. Getting half the work from weeks 1 through 10. We don't want that. We don't expect that. We don't feel like that's going to happen. I'm trying to paint a worst case scenario. So when you tell me that Javante's in the panic chamber... And he's going in round two. And all that caused him to fall from from number five overall, which is where everyone had Javante. Five overall, four overall, six overall. Back in February when Melvin Gordon wasn't even gone and not likely to go anywhere. Everyone in here, everyone's grandma had him five or six or four overall. With Melvin Gordon likely on the roster, maybe he'll test free agency in March. We don't know. We've got no quarterback. Drew Luck's the quarterback. Top five, okay. Then Melvin Gordon leaves to go test the free agency waters. Everybody rejoices. He's still the same rank five, six. Nothing changed, right? Nobody ranked him up too much higher. He was five, six, seven. Then they get Russell Wilson. They get Russell Wilson. Now this team is living in the red zone. Now this team could win a Super Bowl. This team could win the division, or not even make the playoffs in that division. It's crazy. Um, win the division and win a Super Bowl. Russell Wilson could be MVP candidate. This team's a whole different, whole different thing now. Whole different operation. Living in the red zone. Living on the other side of the fifty. Touchdown opportunity galore. And now he's locked in at top two to five. Locked in. Now Melvin Gordon, itty bitty Melvin Gordon comes back. Little itty bitty Melvin Gordon poo comes back into the equation. Now he's garbage. I go live immediately when the Melvin Gordon news breaks and people say third rounder. Do you know how much blasting I got walking into my own live stream when I'm trying to defend Javante? Come in. Melvin Gordon re-signed. Oh my God, Smitty, this is a disaster. People say they want to cry. I want to cry. Over and over I saw that. I want to cry. I want to cry. Look. This is the greatest thing that could have happened to Melvin Go- or to Javante Williams is Melvin Gordon re- re-signing. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's better than, than signing a, a, a rookie or drafting a rookie and bringing in a, a big name rookie who fell too far. This is the best thing that ever happened to Javante Williams' 2022 value because it's not appropriate to move him down to 18 to 15 because of Melvin Gordon. But that gives you a gift. A gift that you can either take advantage of or not. Javante Williams, Panic Chamber. Get out of here with that. Get out of here. Oh, God. this. I can't read anything on this thing. Get out of here. <laughs> oh. All right, one more player, and then we're hitting the phone lines. We're hitting the phone lines. Somebody give me yet another name to toss into said Panic Chamber why are you avoiding JT but not why were you avoiding JT but not Javante I wasn't avoiding JT I have a couple videos out that say tread cautiously on where you get them based on the ADP drop but you'll find videos where I say Jonathan Taylor is going to be top 5 running back so I'm not sure what you mean there Swift that's a good one That's a good one. Let's put Michael K. CPA and Swift in the panic chamber just for a moment. Michael K., don't worry. It's going to work out, okay? Don't panic. Unless I hit the wrong button. If I close it on Michael K. CPA, I mean, imagine if I hit the button on... Michael! (laughs) Swift. Let's talk about Swift for a second. Um, Swift is a guy... These Mexican Cokes are amazing. Swift is a guy that had a lot of risk last year. Okay? And it wasn't it wasn't because he isn't talented. I always, always, always said whenever I have any kind of doubt on Swift's situation from 2021, is it's about Anthony Lynn, who went to the 49ers and now everybody's like, Oh, I love I love Anthony Lynn. He's a 49. Like 49er fans are amazing because they love whoever comes on board there. They absolutely love him. And Anthony Lynn, the problem with Anthony Lynn is he's not good. (laughs) And Anthony Lynn, this coaching staff as a whole, head coach, Anthony Lynn OC, the whole package was holding Swift back. They literally, literally, literally wanted Jamal Williams to be the starter and Swift to be the change of pace back. Anthony Lynn had his play calling duties ripped from him by midseason, They put him in a corner and wouldn't let him do anything anymore because he's awful at, at being an OC. He's awful. Maybe Shanahan in San Francisco can get the most out of a couple of his skill sets. And I do give Shanahan credit for knowing how to do that. So I'm not saying Anthony Lynn is 100% going to destroy anything in San Francisco. I love Trey Lance. But I do think that Anthony Lynn really, 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 really put this whole situation into a blender and you didn't know what you were going to get you didn't know how many how much volume swift was going to get swift is going at like 12 overall in the beginning of the off season. so i beat a a dead horse into do not take swift in the top 12 swift didn't earn top 12 overall value swift did earn top 10 to 12 running back value depending on your scoring but he was going at 12 and it was too risky last year it's not a knock on swift and his talent it's a knock on having a coach And an offensive coordinator that literally say that Jamal Williams is better than DeAndre Swift. That is awful. That is an awful setup. He's got a little bit of injury risk on top of that. So it was a lot of red flags at 12 or 13, not at 24 overall where he ended up falling. That was okay. But DeAndre Swift entering 2022 is a whole different situation. It's not me coming around on Swift. It's not me coming around on Swift. It's me absolutely loving Swift this year, given all the situations for this season. Okay? Um, Let's see here. Swift, I would say, is in a safe range of 7 or 8 overall. If you're drafting Swift at 7 or 8 overall, I think that's safe. I think the risk is baked in. The only red flags are injury concern potentially for Swift walking into 2022. That's one red flag. One red flag doesn't make me run for the hills. And the injury concerns, they're not tangible. They're that he has a, a potential to get injured, right? He has a little bit of that risk of soft tissue. It's just the way he kind of is built. Um, he, he's, hes a, 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 I don't know, how, how, should we, how should we word him? What running back comes to mind when it comes to the injury risk with Swift? You know he's a speedy, shifty guy. Um, he's gonna take. He's gonna take a lot of volume, and it worries me for a game or two that he can miss. But Swift, Swift is getting benched. No, Joseph. No, Joseph. Swift is a monster, bro. He's electric. He's elite. He's quick. He's fast. The only concern is the injury. But volume's no longer a concern. The team moving the football down the field is no longer a concern. You've got St. Brown, Jameson Williams, eventually. Uh, you've got you've got a, a good tight end, a, a, a good offense essentially just with Goff, who's a little limited. It's kind of like Jimmy G in the Niners' offense. The Niners' offense was still very good, but it was held back by Jimmy G. So same thing with Goff. Goff is efficient enough to get it to move downfield. He can get first downs, move the change, uh, change. Uh, 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 St. Brown's going to be very, very good this year. I love St. Brown. He's a high-end wide receiver two, trapped in a low-end wide receiver two draft value. So take advantage of that. Absolutely love DeAndre Swift this year. He, there's nothing to panic about, Michael. And you don't even have to worry. The panic chamber's closing, and you're not in it. Okay, now it's time to get to the voicemails. It's voicemail time.
0: Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the Gram.
1: Tell your grandma. Swift. Walker panic time. No, maniac. We're not panicking, and you can rewatch as to why, good sir. You panic all you want. Close your panic chamber on him. That's only going to help. That's only going to help. Voicemail 2 group is trying to make a comeback here. Voicemail group two has a couple messages. This one's from Kevin. All
0: right, Superflex, 2 3 turn.
1: Top running backs
0: available
1: are. Let's start this over.
0: All right, Superflex, 2 3 turn. Top running backs available are DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, and let me see who else is out there Saquon Barkley. Top wide receivers available are C.D. Lamb and Keenan Allen. Top quarterbacks available are Trey Lance, Matt, and Matthew Stafford. I got to pick two. Who are you picking? And who do you
1: have, though? You know, Kevin, we need to know that.
0: Herbert, Justin Herbert was picked at the 1.01.
1: Go. Who do you have, Kevin? Let me know who you have. And I can't read the text in there. We're we're doing a sh- we're doing a show here, so if you post it there, don't post it again. So I need to know who you got in order to answer that question. James Conklin.
2: Okay, Smitty. Today I got a good one for you.
1: Looking at wide receiver number twos on their prospective team.
2: Okay, I got a list of eight: Waddle, Mike Williams, Adam Thielen, Allen Robinson, Jared Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, and then. Uh, Russell Gage <clears throat> Who do you see the best ADP value With the highest upside in targets Per game If you think of anybody that I didn't mention Feel free to talk All right,
1: about. I got to listen to this list again And Kevin leave it in a voicemail not in the chat
2: Okay Smitty today I got a good one for you Looking at wide receiver Number twos on their prospective team Okay I got a list of eight Waddle Mike Williams Adam Thielen Allen Robinson, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, and then uh, Russell Gage.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I mean wa- Waddle's my favorite. Mike Williams is is probably next. I think IU could be next. I, I don't think I'm missing anybody. I like Allen Robinson. I love that you say Judy's the number two. How disrespectful of Jerry Judy of you? Just, just Judy's the number. How the number two wide receivers, Jerry Judy. He could be the number one, pal. Give him give him a little bit of respect, but he still doesn't rank. You know, that's kind of the, I guess the point is, even as his number one, number one on his team, because Sutton's there trying to take it from him, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go ahead and say, okay, so Waddle's my favorite, Mike Williams is my second favorite, and is the next favorite. Based on ADP, though, because you got to pay the price for those guys, I'm gonna say that Ayuk and Gage probably have the best value ADP wise to outperform their draft slot. Uh, Mike Williams, you're gonna to have to pay 5.1 value. Uh, Waddle, you're gonna to have to pay fourth round value. Those aren't absolute steals. I still like them, but I think Ayuk probably has Ayuk's developing a good rapport with with Trey Lance, and I, I've gone on saying that it wouldn't shock me if Danny Gray started grabbing some wide receiver, two numbers from in San Fran. But I think I'm going to back up off of that for for this year. I think Danny Gray is going to be really good in the future. And I like Danny Gray. I think he'll still do very well by the end of the year. But Ayuk is putting in the work. And him and Trey are building this rapport right now. They're like two peas in a pod. I think Ayuk's going to... I think I'm going to start pumping up Ayuk again. Because, look, you adjust and adapt. You start seeing players putting in the work. You start seeing the work ethic and the rapport. I think Ayuk is going to be a steal. In fantasy, I'm starting to really take a turn on on Ayuk and say not that I didn't like him. I lo- I loved. Him. I mean, he's from Arizona State. Uh, I told Niner fans about him when I go on Niner shows. I say this guy Ayuk, you should draft him. I predicted Ayuk and Trey to be drafted by the Niners. So, like, I like Ayuk. I like the fit. I just think Ayuk is going to be at the ADP. Okay, if we're talking about ranking, it's Waddle. Waddle's the number one. Uh, Let's go with. Uh, let's see here. Kevin, did you? Did you leave it? I don't think Kevin left a response. Okay, we're going to move on. Kevin, I'm sorry. I tried. I'll come back and see if, you, if you've if uh, you left a message on it. Um.
0: Hey, Smitty, it's Drake. I must say, pal, that you know you had me cracking off for 15 minutes uh, with your comment back to the guy calling for delivering pizza. But wait to tell the tickle a lot by hanging up the phone. Thanks, pal.
1: Yeah, and I told the guy that... Called in and said he wanted to order pizzas. So I told him. He said, "Where do I drop him off?" And I said, "You see these nuts?" <laughs> so anyway, Stormcat,
0: Smitty, how you doing? Stormcat here. Uh, let's talk Russell Gage for a minute. I'm really liking this guy more and more and more as each day passes on. Right now on underdog, he's ADP 69, wide receiver number 34, and I think he's got a lot more value than that. Gronk is gone. Antonio Brown is gone. Chris Godwin, ACL terror week 15 of last year. No way he's ready to start the season, and he yeah. may not even be full go until very late in
1: the season. Stop drafting Godwin, guys. I'm, I'm tired of seeing it. Like, you want to take him really late, sure, but you're not going to get him late because somebody that doesn't know what's going on is going to draft him around five or six. Let, let let it happen. Just lay back and let it happen. It'll be a lot easier. Let somebody take Godwin. Stop drafting Godwin. He's not worth it. He's not worth it. Avatar dropping a wad. If I can even find the button for it because I can't see anything. Yeah. Appreciate you, Avatar. You guys know who the... Oh, where is this? I didn't have it up the whole show. You guys know who the top super chatter is of the entire year in a single live stream? This man right here. And I've got him up here. Sometimes I forget to activate him. Remind me if I don't. Avatar, $499 load drop. This guy has his own emoji. Can we get a couple Avatar emojis in this mug? People start dropping Avatar. Avatar's got his own emoji in the YouTube exclusive group. And you can become a YouTube exclusive member too. I'll pin that link in the chat. Um, Also now, if you are a YouTube exclusive member, you can even gift YouTube exclusive memberships to other people. This is phenomenal. This is absolutely phenomenal. Like That's the coolest thing. Uh, We had Kayla do that last night. And uh, that, that option looks like it's new. It's called gifting memberships. You can gift and it randomly sends them to people. So if someone does it, it sends them randomly to like five people, three. I don't know what the options are um, because I can't see it myself. But appreciate you, Avatar. Thank you for being the high super chatter of the year. Thank you, Mark Cleveland, for being the high super chatter of the year before. Thank you, um, Seth Jocelyn, for being the one before that. Thank you, Jocelyn Surprise, for being the, the leader before that. I think it was Pretty Richie. And then it was Michael K. CPA, I think, that kicked off. No, no, it was Niner by Nature that kicked it off. Then Michael K. CPA. Appreciate both Niner by Nature and Michael K. CPA. And I even have, if I can read anything, I can't wait till I get my replacement board. I think it's coming today or tomorrow. As you can see, right in front of your face, in Russian collusion dropping a ten-spot wad right on the screen. Russian, I appreciate that. Russian says, Smitty, can you do a seven PM mock one night um, next week? Underdog, do you still have Avatar and Cleveland shirts to show? Um, I'm working. Let me let me finish those off and show those uh, on the Saturday night live. And and before I send them out, I want to show them that when they're all dolled up and ready to go. Um, Yes, it's gonna be great. I can't wait to show them. Uh, I normally I'm going to do them live on the show. We've had a couple crazy things kind of happen, and then my system went down, and it's like it's uh, it's such a struggle right now to uh, even navigate right now. But here here are the the current exclusive members. I haven't added the new ones from yesterday, or maybe even late the day before. So I'll be adding to this. We're going to have to have like two, three, four pages eventually. But current leader super chatter Mark uh, Cleveland, and then you got Iron by Nature, Michael KCPA, Pretty Richie, Jocelyn Surprise. Uh Seth Jocelyn uh were the previous leaders. If I'm forgetting anybody, let me know. But here are all the YouTube exclusive members as of a couple of days ago, and I'll throw an update this uh with, with the new names and stuff. So if you guys want to join that, the link is in the description. Um Gage, love Russell Gage. Thank you for the question, Stormcat. <sighs> I think I'm I think I'm caught up. Bruce is loose. Hey Smitty, how unvalued, undervalued Can, can I just say something? The is the Bruce in here? This man's got thicker skin than a a, a forty a four hundred pound python. Like this guy's skin is unbelievable uh, unbelievably thick. He got I blasted him a little bit yesterday because he came in I don't know if you guys heard it yesterday. He came in with this like the background music blaring and I and I, you know, I, I roasted him a little bit. He comes back without even a hesitation. Listen to this confidence in this message. Just
0: Hey Smitty, how valued, undervalued is Elijah Moore this year? Uh, I don't know which one is more undervalued between him and Amar St. Brown.
1: Elijah Moore St. Brown. Okay, so that's a great question, the Bruce. Um I'm gonna put that on the screen here so that uh whoa. We'll, Whoa, 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 whoa. God, all the buttons don't work. St. Brown, Elijah Moore. This is a great question. Why? Because I just had this dilemma. I'm drafting in the Scott Fishbowl. And I took, uh, I don't know if Kevin's going to leave a message. I'm going to go ahead and put that right there in case he comes back with his question. St. Brown, Elijah Moore. I was in this dilemma. And it took St. Brown. It wasn't that hard of a decision. But I did think, you know, hey, you know, for a moment, Elijah Moore is so good. I like him. I think he's going to have something to say about this. Oh, yeah. Garrett Wilson's the, the new future wide receiver one. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think that maybe, maybe, maybe Elijah Moore could not just like share the role with him, he could be still the guy, the main guy, the number one wide receiver uh, of the future for this Jets team. I love Elijah Moore. I love him. I want both of them as like my wide receiver three rotation, but I just drafted him as my wide receiver two in the Scott Fish Bowl because I went heavy running back and quarterback because it's a super flex. Absolutely love St. Brown. I think St. Brown is going to cakewalk Like, there's a report the other day that said he's going to get no fewer than six targets. Does any, like, this report was, like, head-scratching to me. And this is where people just listen to other people that don't know what they're talking about. And they just, a a report comes out. It says he's going to get no no fewer than six targets. And everyone's like, oh, he's not going to get a lot of targets. Look at St. Brown's game log. Week 13, 12 targets. Week 14, 12 targets. Week 15, 11 targets, 11 targets, 11 targets, 10 targets. And then above that, before there was a lot of injury, like I get it, there's injuries he's only got to throw to, like you don't have to tell me, I'm not a moron. But when you say 8, 8, 7, when he's still learning and getting his feet under him, this guy's going to, this guy's going to get seven, ten target, like 7 to 12 targets a game. Absolutely love him. Absolutely love him. Uh, Kevin Williams has dropped that in the comments. Uh, where, though? Where, though, Kevin? I think on the voicemail show, I'm going to need the voice message, though, pal. Like, I don't know. I don't see it in the... And if it's in these comments, how am I going to find it? Let's see here. Oh, here we go. I drafted Herbert 1.1 and enlisted players I can pick at the second and third turn. Okay, so Herbert was your pick. Okay. I thought you said Herbert was taking 1.1, but I didn't hear you say you took him one point one. so you have it's a super flex not a mandatory 2qb i'm assuming okay kevin so super flex is different than a mandatory 2qb mandatory 2qb is exactly that you're forced to start two quarterbacks and that means it's even harder to field a super flex team in a super flex you don't have to take a quarterback early you should i mean you shouldn't i mean two quarterbacks early you should take two quarterbacks you should start two quarterbacks the team that has two quarterbacks uh shoddy pl- appreciate you how's pops doing hopefully pops is doing good prayers up for shoddy and pops um you should take another quarterback in your super flex you have to like you know the odds of you winning are a lot a little bit lower if you don't but it gives you flexibility to play around with letting quarterbacks fall instead of like feeling panicked you know what i mean so if you've got herbert at 1.1 Return to normal drafting in Superflex leagues after you get a top four quarterback. In round two, pretend it's round one in a one QB league. Get back into that frame of mind while everybody's going against traffic and drafting quarterbacks. You draft the best player available. Take Swift. If Javante's there on the next pick, take Javante. I assume you got back-to-backs here and it's not like reverse Serpentine or whatever. Uh, So I would take Swift and Javante. I would take Swift and Javante with Herbert and walk out of your league like you would have in a one QB league. I mean, getting two monsters like that. I know it's a little bit later than that one pick, but you literally—it's like you got the 12, 13 pick in a regular draft. Take Swift and Javante; they're the two best players. Bat, there's something about balance that I like. So if you—you know—if you, you, know, you want to go Swift Lamb, I understand it. But I would go Swift and Javante, personally. Swift and Lamb would be good, too. But I would go Swift and Javante. And then I'd follow it up with, with hitting some wide receivers, if it makes sense, like DK, like Waddle. You're going to field a team that you shouldn't field. You're going to field a filthy team, Kevin, if you if you take that approach. Just go best player available. If is not best player available to you, take who you feel is, is best player available. Don't listen to anybody else. Don't even listen to me if your gut tells you something different. Uh, Shoddy... Peace out, bro. Joseph.
0: In my opinion, Adam Thielen can be a great value as a wide receiver too. What do you think?
1: Uh, Joseph, I don't know about wide receiver two. I'd say great value as a wide receiver three. And he's going as a wide receiver three. You don't have to take uh Thielen as a wide receiver two. But I agree with you if you just change that verbiage a little bit, like he could be a steal wide receiver three. Sure. Sure. Daddy Dennis got Got swift at 2.12 in your mock last night. Where are you mock drafting, Daddy Dennis? That's crazy. That's not going to happen. Um, Can you notice me? Viper, I notice you. Viper, I care about you. Okay? Brofist. I try to notice everybody. Question, Smitty. The Cup League... Is it like best ball? No. There'll be waivers. Uh, The no bench league may be best ball. We may just do a best ball league. (sighs) NFL site, I don't know. I don't know what NFL's ADP is looking like. The fact that you got swift at 2.12 is crazy. Jim. Jim.
0: Hey, Smitty. I joined a couple of new dynasty leagues this upcoming year. And in one of my dynasty leagues, we draft tomorrow. (laughs) And it's a Dynasty Superflex League where it's one quarterback you start and then you have the option of starting a second quarterback in that Superflex spot. I have the number four pick. Do I automatically take a quarterback at that four spot even if Allen, Mahomes, and Herbert are taken? Or do I look at Jonathan Taylor or somebody else with that number four pick? I'll
1: always, Superflex League, always take one of the top four quarterbacks. Burrow is the number three. So Mahomes is my four anyway. So you get Burrow at four. Like I said, this is my this is my secret sauce way of winning Superflex in 2022 if you've got a top four pick. Kind of works if you've got a top five or six because you could take Kyler or Lamar or whoever your five or six is. But if you've got a top four pick, it's simple. You draft that quarterback when everybody panics and goes quarterback all the way down toward your next pick. You have literally two, three, four non-quarterbacks taken between your burrow pick at four and your next pick. And you're going to start reverting back to normal drafting and scoop up the normal players you would take in a one QB league while everyone's panicking and you're going against traffic. Then come back around because of superflex and not mandatory two QB. You're going to look at guys that fall to you. You got a little bit less pressure to mess up on that because you don't have to start two QBs. You want to, your goal should be to, but Davis Mills should be there for you. Davis Mills is my safety net QB2 in a super flex league, And it affords me to go Swift, Javante, DK, Waddle, whatever. You know, Hall, Brees Hall. I've gone Swift, Javante, Brees Hall, and like DK in such a scenario and have my top quarterback. Who cares? I got one wide receiver. I got DK. I'm fine. I got Waddle instead or McLaurin. Like get your your wide receiver one and, and take Brees Hall on top of that. Absolute smash. Absolute smash.
0: Hey, Smitty. One of my Bruce. new questions is, He's we great. all, like, Tyreek Hill and Waddle are falling, and they say that's because of Tua, and he sucks. Well, this man worked with Jimmy G,
1: Jimmy the Great. Why don't they trade for Jimmy the Great? I don't know. Like, I, I love the Bruce. and I love how... The Bruce is tenacity. Like he bounces back. He he bounces back like Rudy Rudiger. You know this guy. I, I feel like the Bruce is Rudy. I really do. I, I wouldn't count the Bruce out of anything. He could he could do anything. Um, I do feel like he's got a little bit of a, a soft spot for a guy named Jimmy G, and I don't understand that. Jimmy G, like, c- could Jimmy G get traded? It's possible, but the Niners would have to front some of the bill. And the problem, the reason why Jimmy's probably staying in San Francisco, is if they cut him. They would have only lost five to seven million, and, and they would have got that back if another team picked them up with the injury uh, situation, the way that that all works with the the salaries and stuff. So, if a team comes to them, kind of like the Baker trade, and the Panthers say, Hey, uh, Cleveland, you pay 10 million, or Baker takes a five million dollar pay cut, you pay 10 million, and we'll pay five or six million, whatever the, the Panthers paid. They basically paid like five or six million, I believe, for Baker. And the Browns had to front ten million of that contract. The Niners, if they were asked to, if they were asked to front ten million, they could have just cut them and only cost them five. And is the draft capital that they're getting like a what a? I don't even think it'd be a six rounder. <laughs> you know, like I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's worth it. You know, like a pick that you may not even use or need. Um. R. Smith. Appreciate the super chat. What's us? Uh, what is Scott Fishbowl? How did you draft? So, Scott Fishbowl is a very, very weird draft. It's for charity. It's an awesome um, experience and, and fun to be a part of. It's where you draft with a bunch of different fans and followers and, and, and just lovers of fantasy football in the NFL and you get mixed in with a bunch of uh, of they're called you know they have, they're have they like fan spots so there's a fan spot and an analyst spot a couple fan spots and an analyst spot it's like a big mix and uh, it's crazy it's super flex the scoring's always weird they always tweak it a little bit so you can never get used to it uh, appreciate the super chat um, amazing Asian wants to call and, and add a counterpoint to the to the Javante you know I don't want to yell at amazing Asian though because I love amazing Asian but he wants to call, he wants to call. What can I do? Um, Thank you for the super chat. And on top of that, super chat and 10 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Potatoes. Yeah, buddy. I'll open up the phone lines for you, amazing. Give me a ring, amazing. Phone lines are open. Phone number is as follows.
0: Call into the show, dial 602 nfl dial. I
1: don't know if we got to all the voice messages. I feel bad when I don't, but uh, Joseph, I got to Joseph. Voicemail group two, we have Corey.
0: Team is ready to win now. Lost in the championship last year, won it the year before. So need to need a game changer this year to put me back over the top.
1: Okay, that was question two. So here's one.
0: All right, Smitty, regular um, dynasty question here, non-superflex half-point PPR. Do I trade a 2023 first and a 2024
1: first for Tyreek Hill? Twenty. I mean, it depends. If you're ready to win now, that means that your team's good, so your picks aren't going to be that good. If you can win mon- cash money this year and make your 2023 garbage. I guess it would depend on the cash money. If it's like a $15 league, I don't know that I'm giving up all my future. If it's a big, you know, hunk of cash that you're getting, then it is kind of, it's kind of, you know, you're, you're putting yourself in a good spot to win, but you are potentially getting rid of value that, that you could maybe use to rebuild. If you, if, you know, if you could still try and win this year and still rebuild, I don't know if they're 12 and 10 picks, I'd take Tyreek Hill over them. You know, but you got to be honest with yourself on that. And you you can't just make that trade and then that that burger looks good. Uh, Love your show, Smitty. Standard scoring Barkley, Swift, Javante, Chubb, Jefferson. Which two do I keep? Um, Jefferson's a lock because think about it. You're drafting him the highest and you're drafting him the highest for a reason. You're not just looking at ADP. You would draft him the highest for a reason, right? Um, I think I keep Swift because he's the hardest to draft back, and you can maybe get Javante back, so Swift and Jefferson would be the the clear-cut calls for me, Um, appreciate your super chat, I appreciate you, but uh, yeah, I mean, you could go Javante and Swift if you wanted, but I think Jefferson, I tell you guys that my favorite start is Javante and Swift, but Jefferson doesn't fall. Otherwise, I would take Jefferson and Swift, and then hope somehow trade up to get Javante. You could get all three somehow. Like if you can, I mean, did you win last year? Did you win last year, uh, Piker with that with that trio? You know, Javante wasn't really unlocked, so I don't know that he would have been like the difference maker. But did you win with Swift and Jeff? Like, what was your what was your finish? You you get this back if you get Javante back and you run it back one more time with Javante completely unlocked, and phew, you're winning. You're winning that. Okay, let's get to the phone lines.
2: Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show.
0: Call into the show. Dial 602. NFL. Down.
1: All right, if you can get all three, you win a league. Exactly. Woo, exactly. Thanks, Smitty. I made that burger. Thanks. I mean, it looks good. It looks good. That burger looks phenomenal. If you made that burger, i trust you in this draft. I think you will do the right thing. All right. Where are you at? Uh, who said... What was it? Who said they wanted to call in? Amazing Asian. Smitty. Smitty, it's Amazing Asian. I would like to call in and give you a counterpoint to your Javante take. Which I, I never like this when I'm... I don't want to yell at anybody like Amazing Asian because he's my... He's my boy, but... He's going to call in and challenge me, so this could get rough. <laughs> this could get crazy. Amazing, whatever happens, don't take offense to it. Cheers. I'm going to try that Sprite challenge where you chug an entire Sprite. I probably would belch, but I think I the amount of Cokes I drink and my ability to... Uh, uh, You know, take in carbonation uh, more than the average bear. I wonder if I would have that kind of reaction. I'm tempted to go grab a sprite and do it, but you chug a sprite, apparently, you just like you see all these TikToks where people are like, (laughs) Is it sprite? It's sprite, right? When you do that, I think it's sprite. Um, we're waiting for amazing to call in, Corey. Here's Kevin. Kevin, I think we got it. Svadi, I'm just
0: dropping a voicemail. So it's an email draft. I picked Herbert with the one point zero one. Yeah. And the rest of the players that I listed for you are all
1: players that are available gotcha. Gotcha. in the second and third. I like <laughs> I got you, Kevin. My bad. Yeah, Maze and Asian, ah. you're li- you're live on the fantasy football show, pal. Uh I just want to say before oh. this gets, you know, if this does get crazy, maybe it won't. Um, me yelling at you about this Or you yelling at me about this It's going to go unforgiven There's no hard feelings But go ahead and, and let it roll
3: Oh, konnichiwa and I would consider it a compliment If you yelled at me I have thick skin too I just figured you're the type of guy That you know You don't want a bunch of deaf men Surrounding you in the community You want a little bit of uh, pushback Pushback push back. As long as it's respectful right?
1: Yeah, yeah, push yeah Pushback, push go Okay
3: Hey, a little business first, though, man. I just want to congratulate you on the overwhelming support you've been receiving lately uh, from all the uh, the community here. And it's not just the monetary support, man. The community engagement has just been outstanding, and it's just amazing to be a part of it. Just a very, very small part of it, but you got to be proud of that. And, hey, I appreciate I know it, man. Guys.
1: You know, I, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't I don't pause too much on it. Like, I guess I'm one of those people that like. I don't know. I don't like to stop and, and think too much about it until we get to it. Like, I think once we get to 100K, I might actually take a moment to, like, you know, I'm not saying I don't I totally appreciate it. I, I think I show my appreciation pretty well, but maybe I need to show it more. But, but like, it's not about appreciation. I appreciate it. But, like, patting myself on the back yet, like, I don't think I'll actually stop to do that until we get to 100K. I think once, once we get to that spot, that's when I'm going to really feel like, okay, we can take a moment. Like, I think I, I feel like Bill Belichick. You know, it's like, okay, next show. <laughs> that was a great show. Next show. <laughs> you know, yeah, but but yeah, I think yeah. I will I will take a little I take a day to party, you know, if we hit 100k. So, and I know we will. I know we will. And I know this show is going to catch on. Look, I wasn't Monday through Friday last year. I did a Tuesday and Thursday show. We weren't as hardcore. Um, I mean, we did a lot of night lives. We we went live every single night, but this is going to be different cuz uh, I'm doing the daily show. We're just out there. We're, we're we're showing, you know, the shows. The show quality is obviously better every single day too. Like with everything that, that we do and the props and all of the personalities. Like it's engaging way more every single month. But I, I think it, I have a, a strong feeling that when we get into this August, when people are searching for content like crazy. Because people are kind of searching right now. Fourth of July is like when the tipping point kind of happens where people kind of get back into football. But like August 1 on... I have a feeling there'll be so many people searching that find the show and they, they, it's a lot of you guys, it's the personalities in here, you know, the Bruce and, and, uh, and everybody in here, Terry and, 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 you know, uh, Bubba, everybody in here, you know, you, you, everybody that's got, you know, a place in here, I think it's just engaging and fun. So I appreciate that. And, uh, let's, let's have at it.
3: Well, yeah, it's good that you quantify your goals. See, that's the reason why in the chat last night I said something about uh, four digit uh, super chat. I'm looking forward to that comma in the number, like thousand or something. But anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to share the show with all my lead mates. I'm not afraid of them. I I appreciate that. That's a good mentality. makes them them more competitive. That's a good mentality. um, Just to counterpointing Javante Williams, but I'm going to preface it by saying that I love Javante Williams. I really do. I, I love the kid. He's got, I saw his film in North Carolina and what he did last year at Denver, he, he was limited by the coaching staff. But that's my point. Is like we can we can want it all we want. And we can believe in it. We can see it. But for some reason, the coaching staff, you know, maybe they want to save them. They have, they're thinking of a playoff run. They got Russell Wilson. They got Super Bowl aspirations. Maybe they want to save them a little bit and, and keep the, the tread off the tires and say, well, we're going to let them loose in the playoffs, in the NFL playoffs, which doesn't do us any good for fantasy, of course. But that's what I'm thinking. That's number one, is that the coaching staff, reason. they gave him a $2.5 million contract. I think most of it or all of this is guaranteed. They didn't have to bring him back. And, and he's only like seven months removed from splitting that backfield, literally 50-50. I mean, it was amazingly... It was almost like they were doing it on purpose. So I, I don't see a big drop-off. I mean, he didn't fall off the face of the earth, and then they clocked him at uh, 22 miles an hour one of his runs last year, so he still got the juice. I mean, he's 29. I get it. That's that's the point of, of a drop-off. But, you know, he's getting he's staying fresh because he's splitting with Javante and vice versa. So that's number one. Um, number two is that, you know... Uh, you got Russell Wilson, okay, who's not been known to throw to his running back, and you know he's just dropping raindrops and and and, and dimes all over the field. And he's got a receiving core like none other. I mean, with Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Patrick, and Albert O. They, I mean, they thought enough of Albert O. to let Noah Fant go. They're going to throw the ball, I And mean, They they spend a king's ransom to get Wilson. They're going to throw the ball. But I think that Javante and Melvin are going to share a lot less carries this year. And, I mean, objectively, I want to believe in – I mean, next year, next year, I don't care if Gordon's still on the team. Next year, he's going to go. I think he's going to be the one-on-one, personally. Um, but, uh, now, I guess Taylor, if he has the same kind of year, it's going to be a top-up there. But I just, I'm just, i just a little nervous. I mean, you talked me off the ledge with Herbert earlier in the week, and uh, you made a really convincing argument. So, I'm, I'm feeling more confident than Herbert. And I heard what you said during the panel table. This using my super chatty nasty permission to to talk about uh, 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 Javante because I thought maybe you would say, "No, nah, I'm sick of talking about him." And no, believe me, you can yell at me all you want. Like I said, I would consider it a compliment. So you got the floor, Smith.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have a video on this, so I, I hate like beating a dead horse because I want everybody to want to watch the video too. But the video is also going to explain that's true, that's true. the video is also going to explain how to trade for him. So I think it'll have a different dynamic to it. So I'm not too worried about it, but. I would say this. I understand where you're coming from. And I think the problem is and this is exactly like my 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 Dalvin Cook like advice back when I first started my YouTube channel and we put Dalvin Cook in the intro of every video, top 5 running back, top 5 running back. The pushback I got is it's the exact same scenario, like except for the the backup role and the and the workload. That's a whole different argument. But in terms of like Dalvin Cook, so this screen is this is the first round and this is the second round. Like in the middle is the 12, the 12 pick. Cook was right here. That's where his value was. Uh, tore his ACL, came back, had a real bad year his first year back. Suffered the hamstring injury, which usually comes with a torn ACL. When you have a torn ACL, a lot of times your first year back, it can you can you can suffer that torn. Um, hamstring or some kind of compensation injury because you're, you're literally with the ACL tear, the recovery's tough. So he had that bad year back. Everyone's like, okay, Dalvo Cook's a top five running back, but I'm afraid to draft him because he's an injury risk. And he started to fall and people kept saying he's an injury risk. He's an injury risk. Okay, so now you're at 12. This is 12 overall. This is one overall. This is 24 overall. So he's down to 12 and people keep saying the same thing. He's an injury risk. He's a a risky top five running back. He's a risky top five running back. We're down at 18 right here. We're down at 18 overall right here. And people are still talking about this right here. They're not adjusting and adapting. He's a risky top five running back. Okay, Bob, he's being drafted at 18 overall. When do we re-examine how we're looking at it? So I feel like, Javante, you're right. If he was going here, the, the risk of Melvin Gordon... Like I said earlier, before Melvin Gordon was leaving, I believe and be honest with me, in February when we were doing our early rankings, did you have Javante right here? When, when, when you had no idea? Yeah, what, he was. He,
3: yeah, he was uh, definitely a first rounder.
1: Okay, so if you if you were kind of thinking Melvin's has a real strong shot at staying, you don't really know what's going to happen. He's right here. Why does his potential? opportunity to leave and then come back put him right here when you already had him here when you thought that Melvin was probably going to stay and you had Drew Locke at quarterback you now have Russell Wilson at quarterback and the same outcome that you thought might be there for Melvin is now there for Melvin and for Javante but he's got Russell Wilson and a team that's going to live in the red zone why does he deserve this my point is this protects no, you into everything.
3: I I, actually, somebody, I misunderstood you. To be honest with you, bro, uh, I'm not uh, watching. The, I'm on the phone, so I can't see the the, the 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 broadcast right now. I thought you met when we thought Melvin Gordon wasn't coming back. Where I thought Javante would go.
1: So i misunderstood no, but but before dad. in February, in February, when you didn't know what was going to happen with Melvin Gordon, we we thought everybody in the whole world thought, okay, Melvin Gordon's probably not leaving. Like there was no talk about him hitting the, the free agency. He could have. He could. You know what team would want him? He was getting drafted in the top five. Everybody, everybody and their mother had Javante in the top five in February, when Melvin was probably going to stay. He was not going to go test free agency that we knew of yet. And Drew Locke was the quarterback. Like so, what I'm saying is. When you have all of a sudden your mind, just your expectation, he's gonna go off and, and test free agency, and then he comes back. But he comes back, and Russell Wilson's on the team, and now he's a, an entire like twelve to fifteen picks down. Like it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. But but I get what you're saying. I understand. I I, I honestly don't think you like Javante as much as me because I don't think, and that's okay. I'm not I'm not mad about it. But. I don't think you would let Melvin Gordon sway you too much. I don't... This is a different staff. Doesn't mean they're going to repeat what they did. Even if they brought him back, they want to make sure they have a good, strong running game. And he knows the system. It's kind of like the Shanahan and Jimmy G thing. Everybody thinks Jimmy G's going to leave. I don't think he is. I think Shanahan's comfortable that the backup, running, the backup quarterback has good grasp of what's going on if they need him. I do believe... I do believe that Melvin Gordon's going to get close to half of the work or a little less, like 40% of the work in week one. And the thing is, it's going to make some people panic that aren't paying attention, that aren't listening to what I'm saying. What you, The fears you've described are 100% baked into 15, 18, uh, 17, especially 24, 25, 26. Some people are getting Javante down there. Um, it's 100% baked in. 100% baked in. He could get 60% of the work all year long and earn you 24 overall value in his sleep. Because this guy is the number one efficiency uh uh tackle breaking and force miss tackle monster in the NFL. Number one in force miss tackle percentage, number one in actual force and actual miss tackles And he played half time. He will absolutely live in the red zone this offense will and this is all assuming Melvin Gordon stays healthy like Melvin Gordon has to stay healthy he's getting older every single game you know like the the he he took on a lot of work last year too like that that's going to add up i mean running backs at his age that are overly used and if he gets used at 50% of what Denver's going to potentially throw at him that's going to be a lot of volume so for him to stay healthy it's a that's a very very tough task so there's a lot of factors yeah that's one of my
3: that's one of my counterpoints, but I think, with Wilson there. They're going to be willing to throw the ball a hundred times more than he did last year, so I think that's going to take away a little bit of usage on the run game for both Javante and, though. To get back to what you said about in February when when people were, like, drafting him, because Gordon was in limbo, but the affirmation that the management management, Elway and, and the, you know, he's a vice president of football, or the president of football operations, whoever the general manager is, they gave him that contract. Now, all of a sudden, people are like, Oh man, they believe in him, and they used him 50 50-50 last year. They believe him; they're giving him two and a half million dollars, and that's that's pretty good money. Two and a half million is not a lot of money. money
1: it's not; it's a, he's a backup. Well, it, it's backup money. Like I understand what everybody's saying, but but Melvin Gordon, he uh, like I said, he could start off the season 50-50. I would not be shocked. But here's where here's where my argument is, and it lives and dies here. And it does, there's no real way to counterpoint this. If you don't believe the way I believe this, then it I mean. I get it. It doesn't mean you're wrong. Doesn't mean I'm. Wrong. We, we don't. We don't know who's right or wrong yet. I admit that. But when you have a player, if you believe in Javante like I do, and I know you say you love him, and he could be the 1.1 later. If you believe in him the way I do, nothing's gonna stand in his way. JT couldn't be held back by Naheem Hines, and Naheem Hines was absolutely the same level of of threat and risk to uh, to uh, to JT's role. Absolutely, because he he got driven down to like 14, 15 overall, the same place that, that Javante's getting driven down to. Javante's getting driven down a little bit lower in some cases. But Naheem Hines had people petrified. When you are a talent like Javante or JT, no running back, even as good as Melvin Gordon was last year and could be in Denver the way they run the ball effectively, in the way that uh, Naheem Hines catches the ball when they feed him. And he, he could have a good year too, this year too. Naheem Hines could still have a role. These guys are still good. No matter how good they are, it doesn't matter. You can't contain it. You'd have to have Russell Wilson, Hackett, new coach. New coaches are just going to repeat what happened last year just because that note was left. Hey, how do we use, use Javante Williams' uh, instruction guide? Let's just go ahead and deploy that to Javante. You'd have to have two coaches in a row to not understand what they have and how much potential the offense has by putting a top two running back in the NFL, if not number one. Javante literally could be the number one running back in the entire National Football League from a talent perspective and a production perspective. And if anybody thinks that I'm crazy, then you just see it differently no one like Melvin Gordon's holding Javante back from eventually getting unleashed. Only injury can. If Javante were to get hurt, Javante will find his way onto a rocket ship and will head to the moon. I realize he's not there yet because of Melvin Gordon. I under I understand all that, but the fact that like I'm telling you this with oh I, I have people that tell me seriously, Smitty, be honest with your your followers. Don't lie to them. I get a comment once every couple weeks in my comments somewhere about this. I would not press this button, Amazing Asian. I wouldn't press it if it traded Melvin Gordon to to Baltimore right now. If you said, Smitty, press it. And I've got shares of Javante already. I wouldn't do it for for you guys, for my community. I could care less about my teams. I want everybody to win their leagues at the second round Javante Williams value. If I could press this button to trade Melvin Gordon away I would not. I would not do it. I wouldn't do it. It's a gift. All
3: right. I appreciate that. For me, one last comment. I'm gonna let you go so we can open up the phone line for somebody else. One yeah. last comment. I don't think the Naim Hines argument is apples to apples because he's not a three down back in the goal line back like Melvin Gordon.
1: He yeah, just
3: isn't he's a. He's a. I wouldn't call him a gadget player, but he's a. He's a, one trick pony. He's the. He's a, the. The guy out of the back on third down. And Melvin Gordon is not bad. So yeah, but I but mean, if, I, I get your analysis, but that's not a good example. Yeah, I, think I think it is. I think Gordon.
1: I think it is a good example because regardless of how the timeshare is divided, he was taking the third down work away from JT in everybody's mind. All the worried Williams out there were absolutely petrified that this guy was a two-down back because of Naheem Hines. Fifty percent of all the work is the same thing as getting first and second down work and getting no third down work. It doesn't just because they play differently, that's where I always I would even I even preface that earlier. Like the fact that people argue that they're not, and no offense, Mason Asian, but people argue that they're not the same threat. They were exactly the same volume threat. Naheem Hines taking away all third down work, especially PPR work makes J- JT in some cases less valuable if that was to play out the way everybody panicked about, that would be even more detrimental than, let's say, Javante getting 60% of all the work because he gets some of the PPR work. So I un- understand what you're saying, but some total, Naheem Hines, and it's because people have foggy memories when something ends up going a different direction, they can't, and it's the human condition, it is not you lying blatantly about it or Joe lying about it it's the the human condition no I don't think not Nahe- it's easy to say Naheem Hines isn't as big of a threat now because he's no longer a threat like that's the human being in us that wants to lie to ourselves he was so much of a risk to JT's value JT was going to be a First and second down running back with no PPR work that would have moved him down further than Javante getting sixty percent of all the work and getting some PPR work. You know what I'm saying? I get you. I, I, I get mean, you. no, I, I get you. Look, I hear you, Amazing Asian, and, and stick to your guns. Don't don't listen to anybody if your gut tells you to avoid somebody um, or or to draft somebody because, bro, anything can happen. You know, anyway. And and a guy could get hurt, so trust your gut. Um, just use me when I'm when you're on the fence about something and you need help. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm not trying to convince. Oh man,
3: hey, I, I I respect everything you say and appreciate. It. I just wanted to offer a counterpoint because this is just what's I like on my it. mind,
1: You know, and, I like counterpoints. You know, it's great. Uh, yeah. Um, all
3: right. Hey, uh, <laughs> I I got a good chuckle when you did your uh, midnight the other night you said Breeze's Pieces I started laughing
1: yeah somebody else said Breeze's Pieces but, but that, yeah that's a uh, great Breeze's Lightning that's good yeah should be uh, Yeah, mine was Lightning do a Hall of a Job that was copyright me Hall of he's doing a Hall of a Job um, you know all that stuff's me but uh, Breeze's Pieces I can't take credit for that one Breeze's Lightning I can't take credit for that one but our community comes up with amazing nicknames so um, I'm going to put Breeze's Pieces on a can- shirt
3: uh, hopefully, I can get that on the t shirt here pretty soon. So. Yeah, I'll, right, I'll st- let you go. Let's open up the phone lines for somebody else to uh, yell at me or whatever.
1: <laughs> no, you, you right, know, man. a lot of people feel the way you feel. Amazing Asian, I appreciate your support again. None of that yelling was at you, and I know you know that. Um, call call in anytime. Hey, you like could-
3: I said, you don't have to. You don't have to preface anything by saying not personal or, or you yeah. hurt my feelings. I got thick skin too. I think you mentioned that about. The Bruce or somebody oh, yeah.
1: earlier.
3: I yeah. believe me. I, I I I take it as a compliment if you really you know give me yeah. hard time. That's
1: fine. It's the all the, good. the, Bru- it's all the Bruce. The acts it like the Bruce acts like it didn't even happen. Like that's that's what you call the definition yeah. of thick skin. It's like Bruce, what are you doing? Call, next, next call, the Bruce is like, hey Smitty, I have a question. <laughs> all right, man, appreciate you. <laughs> Later. Hey. All right, man. Call in, any in anytime. All right, dial in, dial in. We, we're gonna take one or two more phone calls. Um, it's a good debate, you know. I understand where people are coming from on Javante. I do get it, but, but I'm here, I'm here to try and combat it the best I can because I think it wins you leagues. You're live on the fantasy football show. Who am I talking to? Hey, it's
2: Tony Garcia. What's going on, Tony? T-?
1: What's up, my man?
2: Oh nothing much, man. I gotta,
1: I have a question.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, I got a dynasty league. Um, somebody wants to get Christian Kirk from, for me, from me, and, uh, he wants to make a trade for him. With that Rashad Penny news that came out, he also said he's interested in him. He has DeAndre Swift. Should I make him a trade for DeAndre? Trade uh, Penny and uh, Christian Kirk for DeAndre Swift.
1: Trade Christian Kirk and who? Penny.
2: Yeah, Rashad Penny for for DeAndre. Come on. I'm. I know he's going to take it.
1: He's not going <laughs> to. First of all, you got to be careful. I, I, that's going to get. Bro, that's going to get vetoed before you even, even. Well, there's no Vito. There's no veto in this league, then, man. Then I mean, I th- thought
2: it was dumb until he started offering some. Crazy I mean,
1: stuff. Punch, punch it and get ready for you know that friendship to go down the toilet. But yeah, get that, get that, <laughs> get, bro. Get that right now. Go. Like, what are you even doing asking me that question? <laughs> what are you even doing asking me that question? Are you asking just, me that because you want sure to make sure you salvage the friendship? <laughs> Is that why are you coming to me as like a, my psych degree? Are you coming to me as a as a psychologist or are you coming to me as a fantasy football analyst? Because the psychologist yeah, in me would say so. <laughs> You know, you're gonna you're gonna potentially make this person never trade with you again, but you know what? If it's, is it dynasty? It's dynasty and
2: I, I guess my only thing is I know DeAndre is, what twenty three
1: and Penny has already
2: been in the league for so many years and he's barely done anything last year, so
1: Yeah, uh he's yeah. Just
2: super high on Trevor Lawrence. Hey. He has Trevor,
1: and he wants Christian. Okay. So he, he, this, this one's for you, okay? This is for you even asking this, <laughs> this silly Thank question. You. Hold on, hold on. This is for you for even asking such a silly question. Take a <laughs> You've just
0: been Smitty approved.
1: I do, Smitty, approve you for making one of the best trades I've probably ever seen. So go, go have a day. <laughs> go make a trade go spend send it go send go spend some of that 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 winnings in advance you know make have a nice little lunch on on your on your there team go. that's ridiculous bro
2: <laughs>
1: yeah that's I easy mean, look you're a league it, it ender
2: just had, all, all because all because the news came out with rashad penny potentially getting 20 carries a game i mean i know you guys saw that alert today on sleeper so, yeah, and I, I already
1: combated that on the show. I, I said that this is one Seattle Times writer that that has an opinion. That's like that's like literally my that's like my grandma saying, you know, on the top of a freeway overpass. I have an announcement <laughs> to make. I believe Javante is going to get twenty one point five carries a game. Now that's news. <laughs> Just because this guy, I know he's got a lot of years at the Seattle Times, but it doesn't make him. Like he might be a good like fact-based reporter. I'm not ripping on the guy at all. I don't know his I don't know his work too much. I know him a little bit. I know a little bit of it, but not a lot. He's more of like a you know, he's not a a predictive analyst, you know? He he's not that kind yeah. of guy. He's a he might hear some stuff and try and like relay information, but he's speaking facts right now. Penny is in line to start. If Penny stays healthy, could he continue to start? He sure could. You know? But the odds yeah. of him staying healthy—he's not talking about any of that. He's not talking about the fact that, you know, doing this the way that I do—I've done it as long as him. Like he's—he's got—he's got no more years on this than I do. I've been doing it from an analyst perspective with an analyst hat on. He's been doing it from a, a beat reporter perspective for like we're both doing it like yeah. 20 years. I think he's been that 15 years or something. I might have—I might be doing it longer than him, but I'm doing it from a different angle. I'm not. I'm not here to talk about what is in front of us. I'm here to talk about what is further away in front of us, like down ahead of the curve, you know? Talking about Penny tomorrow, he is right. Penny will start. And I've been saying that from the beginning, and people don't listen. And they start drafting him in the fourth and fifth round because Smitty said, Smitty said he's top five, so I'm going to ignore Smitty when Smitty says wait until round seven, but I'm going to listen to Smitty when he says he's top 5-10 running back. So I'm just going to ignore part of it and blame him at the end of the season. So that's what's going to end up happening. People are going to come in in week two or three going, I don't know about this Penny situation. Penny won't stay healthy. If he does, Kenneth Walker still has an opportunity to grab the job. But the fact that he has two ways of doing it, through brute force, if Penny's still in the lineup, or injury to Penny... Kenny Walker's got an opportunity. Kenny Walker's don't come along very often. I absolutely love his skill set. He is absolutely phenomenal. Best open space runner I've seen come out of college in quite some time. His ability to gravitate and navigate to open lanes and open space is is just unmatched. Um, And this whole thing, he doesn't catch passes. Just Just wait.
2: I I just saw an opportunity because he's been bugging me about Christian Kirk. The dude likes to make trades constantly. And then, as soon as that news came out today, he automatically messaged me and said, "Hey, you interested in trading Penny?" And I said, "This is a perfect time to to put Kirk Penny together to get Swift because you're, his team, I'm telling you, is really not. Bro, there's nobody I want. Bro, you go, go get his go get his first round.
1: For. Go get his first rounder next after you do this. But um, hey, uh, he you better go do this. At, round. huh?
3: He picked." switch first round well
1: i'm saying go get his 2023 first rounder because it's going to be robinson oh okay
0: okay.
1: yeah yeah i'm not i'm not saying complicate this one do this one and then do another trade but people are going to make fun of it so bad that he's going to be really scared to trade with you moving forward but do this trade (laughs) stop talking you're you're wasting time here go do it if if this gets taken yeah go 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 let us know when it's complete come back and comment later i'll let you know all right good god man Tony, Tony Garcia is ripping off his buddy. Just completely blasting him. That's like literally like licking your hand, smacking your friend across the face, then pulling his shirt over his head and then knocking him over in public. You know? Give me Swift. <laughs> it's, like, it's the exact same thing. You might as well lick your hand, smack him across the face, drag his shirt over his, his head, exposing his 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 belly... And just shoving him onto the ground in front of everybody in public. And then expecting him to be your friend after. (laughs) Good luck with that. The psychologist part of me. The psych degree major in me. Is telling you what are you doing to your friend. The analyst is telling you. Go punch the button now. And salvage. Ask for forgiveness later. It's better to ask for forgiveness later. Than to ask for permission up front. Go take Swift from his kung fu. His little tiny barely grip on swift this little itty bitty kung fu grip on swift because he's not holding on to him very tight (laughs) that's reckless that's right that's like jerry seinfeld how he doesn't take care of his car and the mechanic says you got to take care of this car better and jerry seinfeld's like no i you know it is what it is then the mechanic takes the car and starts driving and then calls him and says i took the car jerry you didn't take care of it this car deserves more this is that situation. Go take Swift. He's not taking proper care of him. Uh yeah. Uh, uh, Robinson's gonna end up being on this guy's team. Go get his first rounder. Unbelievable. All right. We are uh we are out of here today, guys. We've been live for an hour and 40 minutes. Appreciate every single one of you. I'm live Monday through Friday. Today is Friday, right? Today I don't know what day it is half the time. I just, you know. A lot of my days run together. Sometimes I don't sleep. And I'll take like a cat nap or something. And uh, I, you know my days will run together. I'm like, today, Thursday, today's is Friday. Uh, live Monday through Friday. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com and get your lifetime membership, your one-on-one text device. Your boy Smitty's here for you. I'm here for you. I work for you. And we'll probably go live tonight, I imagine. I was going to go live earlier today and do a mock draft midday. I always try and do these things and then stuff comes up. Um, everything's breaking on my on my board here, so I had to deal with some things and get this replaced. A lot of stuff came up, and then before you know it, it was uh, it was too late. Appreciate everybody that joined the Panic Chamber episode. I will see you all later. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. One on one text advice. Go. See you tomorrow. Or not see you tomorrow. See you tonight. See you tonight. Appreciate everybody. Corey has the 10 pick and a super flex. Chase Jefferson picks for Lance. Mm. You need a quarterback, bro, and a super flex, though. Um, if you think Lance could fall to that next pick, I'd probably take DeMar Chase personally, but that's a tough spot to be in, bro. Probably will mock drop tonight. Can't promise it, but I do believe we will. Later, everybody. Appreciate you. Get
3: breached. Get breached. Get breached. Get breached. Get lambed.
1: People are getting burrowed left and right, and people are gonna remember it. Get burrowed.